Good morning, Cleveland. This is Pastor C.A. here at Faith Memorial Church in this great city of Cleveland, Tennessee, and you are tuning in to Thinking Out Loud. This morning, I wanted to share with you a little bit more about Gethsemane. Last time on this program, I talked to you a little bit about Gethsemane, and that's where Jesus said yes to me, and that's when the choice was made, and the rubber meets the road, and you began to see the covenant of redemption and the divine economy carried out in time, and it just overwhelms me that we get to be identified as the joy of the Lord, that he looked at the joy he would have in intimacy and fellowship and relationship with us, and he used that as motivation to endure the cross and the passion and the suffering and all of those things. And Gethsemane is where all of this happens. But Gethsemane has another truth contained in it, and that is the truth that it is the finishing of a conversation that began at the Passover meal. Now, if you guys are familiar with the Passover meal or the Last Supper, it's where the Eucharist or communion was established. It's when Jesus takes the bread and he breaks it and he says, this is my body, which is broken for you. Take eat, and as often as you do this, do so in remembrance of me. And then likewise, he takes the cup and he blesses it, and he says, this is the blood of the new testament my blood which is shed for you take drink and as often as you do this do so in remembrance of me and you have that passover eucharist lord's supper communion you have all of that established here but the conversation that started here is finished in getsemane now I mentioned before that you you sometimes you have to have all four gospels to complete the picture of what's going on. And sometimes you kind of get these ideas in your head of what things look like, and and you don't really have any scripture basis, but as you try and imagine what it was what was going on, you kind of form these mental images. And they may or may not be true. I mean, one that is super common is if you were to try to describe to me how Samson looks, I'm sure you would see this muscular guy. But the Bible actually never describes Samson's picture or portrait, so we don't know what he looked like. But we have this tendency to form images in our head. And one of those images that I formed is I always kind of picture Jesus, you know, taking a sip of the cup and then handing it to his disciples. But that's not actually what happened. Actually, in Luke, it says that he doesn't drink it. He will not drink of it until he drinks it in his father's kingdom. And so what happens is Jesus blesses the cup and then he divides it among his disciples, but he himself doesn't drink it. It's because there's another cup that he is going to drink, and that's the cup of God's wrath mixed with dregs, which is the curse against sin, and he is going to drink that in Gethsemane. So he he passes on the cup of blessing, the cup of favor, the cup of redemption. He passes on the cup of his own blood filled with righteousness and life and merit because Leviticus tells us that the life of the flesh is in the blood. So the life of Christ, the life of God is in this cup and that eternal life, that blessedness, that favor, he passes that cup so that he can take a cup that he doesn't deserve, the cup of sin, the cup of the curse, the cup of God's wrath against that sin. You know, 
Second Corinthians 5 tells us that he that knew no sin became sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And Galatians 3.13 tells us that we are redeemed for the curse because Christ became a curse. As it is written, curses every man that hangs on a tree. So he took this cup that he didn't deserve so that we could get a cup that we never could have attained without him. He took our sin. He took our curse. He took the wrath of God against us. For Paul tells us in Ephesians, he says, let no one deceive you with vain words, for by these things, that is, by sin, by the foolishness and the fornication and the jesting and all of the things that are ungodly, by those things comes the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Christ took that wrath of God, that sin and that curse, upon himself so that in that process of doing that, he could give us his righteousness, his goodness, his favor, and his life. This is why we call it the great exchange or the exchanging of the cups, because he gave us a cup we didn't deserve, and in turn, he took a cup he didn't deserve. This has been Thinking Out Loud with Pastor C.A. God bless and have a great day.